Hi, welcome to the Cute Girls Club, and I am your host, Jaja. So, as you can see on the title um, of this particular episode, it is called Love Letter Returned. So, what I would like to do is kind of give you all a little bit of insight of into my heart and to a letter that I sent to someone who was near and dear to me. Um, it did not work because we needed different things, and that's okay. So, ladies, I need for you all to, I need to do a whole one just in the, a whole episode on just the okayness of things. It will, it will alleviate so much stress. Um, so, let's just jump right into the letter. Um, we won't be using his name. But I'll just be reading the letter. And I will be stopping and giving a little bit of a commentation because this letter was written, um, it was written a good while ago, back in 2016. I think it was March of 2016. So I've also grown a lot since this letter was written. So I'll also be touching on my growth points. So let's jump right in. Hi, B. <laughs> I just left a memorial service of a courageous man earlier today. I met this man named Virgil at a Super Bowl party this year. He was there fighting for his life, but he still had joy and courage. He didn't make it, but he changed my life with his joy. Today, they played an audio of him telling his story to the congregation. He said that he had 10% heart function. 10% function in the flesh and 90% in God. He said life is short and the next day is not promised. So don't be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid to feel. Don't be afraid to speak up. Don't be afraid to show your love, your courage. Don't be afraid to do anything, no matter what the adversity is. Okay, you all, this letter is going to, it's going to touch on a lot of things. But I want to get on this one right here. Virgil was somebody who I only met one time. So God will give you somebody. They may be somebody who just takes a flesh through your life. But they're, they're going to give you a golden nugget, a gift that you really needed in that space and time. So... I know we're in a time of social distancing and we're, you know, I, I guess we have to act like everybody, like we're in the, in the second grade again, everybody has the cooties. But um, still talk to your stranger six feet apart because you never know who's going to change your life. Okay, let's get keep going. Courage is the ability to do something that frightened you. Beep, his name is I'm, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to make up a name and say Jean-Luc. That's a name I love. Jean-Luc, you frightened the hell out of me, but it's courage time. God forced me to want to be a better me. I've told you before, I looked up to the heavens and prayed for you the night I met you. God answered 
with the most awesome man of God, not a perfect man, but a perfect heart of gold, spoke to me. God, excuse me, God spoke to me. He clearly said, Jaja, you have to change. I refuse to give you my, my child of God until you change. I find myself unable to get you out of my heart, mind, and spirit. I find myself wanting to know you in a way that no woman has ever cared to know you. Stop. Men usually are not that deep in touch with who they are. Especially the younger they are, the less they are in, in tune. And um, we probably have a lot more people, not just men or women, but people, both sexes. This pandemic has forced a lot of us to look within because we have had a lot of time with ourselves, especially the ones of us who don't live with their mates or children are grown or or whatever the case may be where you have more time to reflect. However, so I said, I find myself wanting to know you in a way that no woman has ever cared to know you. So most men don't even really know to care about that or if that's even a thing. So I was offering something that is something of value. That would be... <clears throat> something of value to a woman nine times out of a ten. So I was offering something that he couldn't see the value in. I don't want to shove you into an unrealistic fairy tale. I want to build a reality around who we are and who we are destined to become. A reality that includes our learning and our maturation process, our thoughts, our hearts, and our souls. I want you to lead us into greatness. Stop. Okay. Ladies, I could probably do a whole segment on the unrealistic fairy tale. Because a lot of times, you know, we didn't got to watching Disney and we're thinking that it's going to be magic wands and fairy dust. And then we get into these relationships and they're actually hard as hell. Because we're dealing with two flawed people. Two people who have two flawed backgrounds. Simply because often we try, we expect per perfection from our parents. But the younger they are when they have us, the more they're just trying to learn who they are and juggle being your parent and juggle taking care of you and juggle jobs and juggle some of them if they don't have the education, juggling pissy jobs that are demanding that have low pay. So a lot of times we are trying to put men in an unrealistic fairy tale where we're going to boy meets girl, we're going to give a kiss, it's going to be stars and bells are going to ring, and then we're going to hold hands and we're going to live happily ever after. That's unfair to most men simply because they're not raised with the fairy tale. Most of them are not even raised to even take care of a woman or be chivalrous to a woman or to respect a woman because they've seen their mothers be unrespectable women or they've seen their mother treated 
in an unrespectable manner. So when you're sitting here trying to project a, a, a fairy tale or perfection over a relationship from somebody who is flawed and comes from a flawed background, it's a recipe for disaster. So we need to we need to kill the fairy tale, embrace the reality, and pick someone where your flaws are able to line up and you can and you can manage and get along and, and coincide in a relationship. So also about the maturation process in the thoughts and the hearts and the souls. When I think back on that, it's poetic. However, it's not realistic to somebody who is a businessman who is always on the go, who's always being pulled in 5,000 different directions. So the reality is, is, is that the learning in, during our maturation process, well, he didn't have a lot of time that he dedicated to his maturation process. So even though I was looking at a 30-something, almost 40-something-year-old man, but the time that we spend within ourselves, and that's that's women too, we our maturation number doesn't match up with our chrono, chronological number. A lot of us in, in maturation years are still in our 20s. And I'm talking about 50-year-olds. Maturation is lining up at 20. And and um, 30-year-olds is lining up at 18. Some is 17 because there's some 30-year-olds still living with their parents. So you might as well just go on and be like, that's 14-year-old, 15-year-old maturation. Maybe 16-year-old if they're able to pay their own phone bill and car insurance. So... I said, I want to respect you as a man. Well, the que the better question is, are you a respectable man? And that was because it was fairy dust in my eyes. And, and we didn't see each other every day or on a regular basis. It was easy to believe that he was a respectable man. I want to support your decisions, goals, and dreams. Well, then I had to stop there because, okay, if he's not making good decisions, he's not working on his goals, and sometimes our reality will kill our dreams. So what was there for me to support? So ladies, we also got to look at what we're trying to support. If, if it's a liar, a whoremonger, a time thief, how can you support that? Or he makes bad decisions. No disrespect to a man with a bunch of kids. But ladies, that's a hindrance on you. And if you have a bunch of kids, that's not easy for a man either. Because of the financial that comes around it. It takes away from a household. So, ladies, if you don't have any kids or you only have one and a man has four, I'm not saying those relations, don't not they won't work, but they will be challenging. So, you need to say, 
can I support those decisions that he's made in the past? Because I watch paternity court all the time and I hear, oh, he got eight kids anyway. One guy was up there. Well, he got six kids and he was 23 years old. So once he gets to be 35 and he actually meets a woman that she he likes and she don't, she has no kids, it makes absolutely no sense to fall for him. Because ain't nothing special about your kid. That's just number seven. That is if he ain't made it to 10 by the time he meets you. So you got to make sure that the decisions and the goals and the dreams are even worth supporting. I said, today I, re I reveal my soul to you. I strip emotionally naked and I ask that we make love for hours without even taking off our clothes. This is poetic too, but again, it wasn't reality because the souls were not connected are we connected to a certain degree yes but not this close to where we're able to merge our souls together we weren't there i said i said show me the goodness i see in your eyes the flesh is cool but i require the holy spirit mind body soul because that's everlasting Ladies, we have to get the soul connection, the spiritual connection, the mental connection. These are usually the connections that are missing. All we have is the physical. And then we want to know why these relationships fizzle out and they don't work. Because to be quite honest, let's just say you got somebody that is a beast in the bed. Let's say he can go an hour. Well, you still got 23 more hours out of the day. And now we're in a pandemic. It's people over there. There's, there's somebody. I'm speaking to somebody who had somebody who was a beast in the bedroom. But you work 10 hours. They work 10 hours. Now everybody working from home. And that little one hour, that, uh, that little one hours of good, goodness in the bed don't matter because it, it, he getting on your nerves for 10 hours. So we have to get spiritually connected and emotionally connected, but it, it requires two. Can we, can we know each other the way a man and a woman knows each other in the old school way? I kind of wish we could go back to some of the foundational things that, because they didn't, back in the days, they didn't have nothing. You know, they didn't have a whole bunch of money. So wasn't nobody singing um, bills, bills, bills and stuff like that. And no romance without fun. No one was saying that. Literally. Jesse will say, Coretta, he'll tell his mama, I, I think Coretta is the one. Jesse, what you talking about? Ma, I want to take her on a, on a, on a um, picnic and Jesse mama fry up some chicken and make some potato salad maybe a little salad a little fresh lemonade or tea put it in a mason jar and ain't even not one of these old fancy um, picnic baskets that's lined with the with, with 
with the uh fourth of July prints or floral or whatever, just a uh a cup towel, which is a hand towel. I'm there's some old people. You can tell I was raised by some old people. <laughs> but a hand towel in a basket with the fried chicken, the the tea, the the potato salad, the uh whatever salad or whatever it is, uh a little plate or bowl or whatever and then y'all sit there at, with the fork and the knife or whatever rolled up in a napkin all of that in the blanket and they would sit down and they would eat and they would talk and they would talk about their dreams and they'll talk about what's going on and eventually something it might be a little making out and it might be a little Coretta and a little Jesse on the way but they didn't got married and they didn't they gonna did it the distance 60 years because the love was simple. The time was taken to get to know each other. Because a lot of times them women would not be intimate with nobody until it was time to be married. And then they started a family. Where if you got someone who is going to take you five or six months and four or five picnics before Coretta will say I do to marrying you. You end up getting to know that person pretty well in that time when you're walking them back from the movies or when you when you're going to the show or whatever the case may be. So the old school ways kind of, you know, we, we're dying from that nostalgia versus you press a button or you swipe left, you swipe right. Or you have some of these five-minute encounters where you meet up in the cut, all of these clandestine meetings and all of these um, internet games and people sitting over there disguising themselves as doctors and they nothing but bums. Or people sitting around here disguising themselves as good people and they are murderers this even uh, out here on these sites. So I was I and I still desire a more simple courtship. And that's that. People aren't courting anymore. Everything has to be so instant. Take the take, slow down. Ask somebody to slow down. Sing a Mary J song. Slow down, baby. The love ain't going nowhere. Oh, that's off of her first one. Oh, that's the what's the 411. Check it out if you have it. Anyway, so I ask, can we grow our spirits together? See, this requires time. Can we achieve the impossible dreams together? Can we know the thing? I say, I, wait, excuse me. You know the things people will say we can't do, but let's show them wrong, Show them that they're wrong. Will you build empires and legacies with me? Will you build generational wealth with me? Will you learn money with me? Well, will you learn money with me probably should have been first because there's also a lot of things. The reason why money and infidelity are running neck and neck with the destruction of marriages is because most of us don't know money. We're in a capitalistic society and know absolutely nothing about money. So that should be some of the first dates instead of trying to go 
eat and eat up and get the get the most expensive thing on the menu and look up and buy and all and, and ended up having to pay two hundred dollars for a meal when instead okay can we go on a date how much did you budget for the date and if he say two hundred dollars that's when you say well okay let's take let's take Two, let's take $100 of each and open up an investment account. And then y'all have virtual investment dates where y'all, you, you learn a little something new about how to manage stocks. He learned something new about managing stocks or you learn something new about credit or he learned something new about credit. I promise you, it'll give you all a more sturdier foundation. I would rather be physically and emotionally connected before sexually connected. I'm not saying that I'm open to bad sex. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that it's got to be more to you as a man than a hard penis and, and, and being all handsy. So then after that, once you learn money, then you can build empires and legacies. You can, gener you can build generational wealth. But I was dealing with somebody who was always on the go, always pressed for time, always spread it thin. There was no way we would be able to get there. Will you make dreams and fantasies come true with me? I was always finding myself supportive of his dreams. And I was finding myself that I would literally have to work like a dog. Push, push, ask, ask over again. Because of the fact that my dreams is philanthropy, which is to help others. Which is to be able to be a blessing to the kingdom of people. God loves everybody. And, and it's a lot of people that are hurting but I literally, it would take him a year before he would actually follow through on something he said he would do for me to help people. I would literally find myself trying to beg him, even though what I was doing was going to benefit him too. God was going to be shining on him as well. But it take you a year to support my dream. But then every time you he would call me, I was supposed to be Johnny on the spot to support his. And it was an imbalance. So ladies, don't don't allow an imbalance in your relationships, any of them. If you see it's imbalance, you may have to just respectfully decline. Pull yourself out. You your happiness is priceless. Okay. I know I may be asking for things that have not been asked of you before, but I'm different. Well, if you see this person, your different may be cute for somebody who wants goodness. But if you're dealing with somebody who has a foundation of nonsense, they, 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 they initial everything that they know has been conflict. They choose choose mates in the past relationships in the past that are full of conflict and if you peaceful 
There's no way. I was too peaceful. There was no way in the world I was going to be able to appeal to him with my differences because I was too decent and too peaceful and too good. So I had to realize I don't even know how to be the woman that you were accustomed to. So at that point, we have nothing to share from this point because I refuse to change from being a great woman to being some nonsense woman who just want to sex you up, lie, deceive you, talk to you crazy, disrespect you. No, thank you. I had to respectfully decline. I said, will you, will you allow me to make a difference in your life? Well, he should be wanting to make a difference in yours too, ladies. It's a two-way street. And and then let me step this right here. If you let me, may I restore your perception of the true beauty a woman can bring to your life. May I be that woman. I was reflecting that from the gate. I was that woman. But that woman was not received. So a lot of times, too, when I say a love letter returned, that's what I mean. It's a love letter that was returned because it was returned to sender is what it was. Because I was asking something of him that he did not know how to be, and that was unfair of me. Let me keep going. Would you allow me to cover your cracks and you cover mine? I know you're saying cracks. Yes, cracks. You have had your heart chipped, broken, or even shattered before. And so have I. However, our cracks are not in the same place. So if you place your heart up against my heart, I can cover your cracks with the smooth places of my heart. And you can cover mine. And with two strong hearts... Beating as one, we can focus on serving the kingdom of Christ. So, I can't question his faith walk. Because that's his faith walk. I just can say that I didn't feel that it was coinciding with mine. So, at that point, we couldn't cover each other's cracks. Because our hearts are in polar opposite places. I can't take away the pain the women from your past have caused you, especially with the words, I love you. And to be honest, I don't know if I would if I could. The pain makes us appreciate what we have finally been given. We, the, excuse me, the pain makes us appreciate when we have finally been given someone great. Okay. Ladies. We don't understand, and it's a lot of us that are bitter and rigid and hateful because of the fact that every time somebody has said, I love you, it's been a traumatic experience. Well, men go through the same thing, but they also have to internalize the hurt because they don't have outlets. We can call our girlfriends a bottle of wine, everybody sit in a circle, we can hug and cry it out. Men, they don't have that outlet. If they come to their boys and say, we're going to sit down with a beer and sit in a circle and we're going to hug each other and cry, they, it'll be a fight because ain't no man finna let no another man hug him in a circle. It ain't going to happen. 
So they literally have to internalize the hurt every time somebody said they loved them. Whether their mother was no good to them, whether they every their first love treated them bad, or it's a lot of men who can't even get love because the, and, and I, this is probably horrible, but they not fuckable. It's so many men don't get it. You don't you you your hair your hair tricky. You look like your butt stinking. Uh, you you tricky looking. You dress funky. You 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 just you look like you don't give a damn. And women look at those men and be like, oh no, only those men will get attention if a woman need a bill paid. Well, then now he's been taken advantage of or used, and or, or misled. So now he's internalizing this. So a lot of times when a man has, I love you, doesn't really matter. It has doesn't have the value to it that it has to you. So you have to watch his love language. You, and, and a lot of that is requires us, and I know this is going to hurt some women's feelings. It's going to require you to shut your ass up. Just be quiet and listen and just look. That's why I often recommend taking sex off of the table so you can actually see. The next part, it says, I, I adore what I know about you. May I know more. <clears throat> now, I know this is going to touch somebody. I adore what I know about you. May I know more. Lady, stop saying I love him and you don't know nothing about him. You don't know his social. I love him. You don't know his full name. You don't know his mama and daddy's full name. You don't know where he grew up, what their dress was. You don't know if he even got car insurance. You don't know if he got health insurance. You don't know the last time he been to the dentist. You don't know the last time he went to the doctor. You don't know how he handles his kids. You don't know his credit score. You don't know if he even got a bank account. But you talking about I love him. You don't know if he owned property. You don't even know if he got the minimal 580 to get a FHA loan, 660 to get a conventional loan. You know nothing talking about I love him. You need to say I love what I know. I love the sex. I love how he takes me this place. I love the time that we spend together. But don't be talking about you love him when you don't know nothing about him. So that requires you to take the time. And that requires him to want you to allow you to know him. Because a lot of times we're in these one-sided relationships and situationships where we're wanting polar opposite things. He's wanting sex. You wanting to get to know him. That is a recipe for disaster. Would you take a leap of faith and get to know me, invest in me? The ROI will be phenomenal. ROI, return on investments. We both, he he was in, I, he was in the building and I was in 
Well, I still am in the mortgage and financing um, <clears throat> aspect of real estate. So that made sense for to, to us. However, ladies, we shouldn't have to ask a man to invest in us. If you got to ask, it's the wrong one. Because he hadn't been taught anything. And ladies, if you have sons, please give him some tools. Just think about five things you wish you had had in his father or in a man that would have been of value, that would have made your life better, would have made your relationships better, whether if he was kinder or whether he was respectful of your body. Or whether he would he wasn't stingy or he wasn't selfish or he was he was he had a charitable heart. Whatever those things, just take like five or six of them and put that in and in, in, in plant that seed into your son. Of course, give him the wisdom of discernment. Don't just be giving all this goodness to everybody because it'll make him a target to get hurt. But don't have it where you you can't throw your son out at eighteen, and y'all you been you didn't have him living in a in a, a a four and five bedroom house, riding him to soccer practice in a Mercedes truck or Lexus truck or whatever whatever stuff that you you have him living in the the lifestyle of where you paying five and six thousand dollars a month out in bills. But then you tell him, oh, you got to get out of my house at 18. And he has not one tool to even make $100 a week. You haven't even taught him how to make $100 a week. And then we be talking about, oh, he a sorry, no good man. Behind sorry, no good men are sorry, no good parents. So economically... What are you teaching your child to be able to sustain himself when he gets to 18 years old? I'm speaking to somebody. If you got a 14, 15 year old, you should be opening online businesses for them right now. You may have to put them in your name, but teach them how to work it. And once they get 18, then you pass it all over to them legally. Pass the company over into a document form so that they will already be able to earn money. Don't throw these children out to the wolves like we were. Because it's a different time. The rules are different. They're harsher. The mistakes, we can make mistakes. They can't even make a mistake. If they get evicted from apartment. They've been blacklisted for five, seven, eight years where they can't even get another apartment. They can't even fall on a hard time. So prepare your children. They can't make the mistakes we used to make back in the 90s and the 80s. I'm unsure if you're a man who likes the chase or if you like a woman that's a challenge or challenging. Did you hear what I said? Because some of y'all women are not no challenge. You're just challenging. And there's some men that like a woman that's, that's challenging and get on their nerves or whatever. Because it gives them an excuse not to commit. 
It gives them an, an excuse not to take you seriously. Oh, she talked too much. She loud. She she this. She ridiculous. She too. She too this. She combative. That gives them a reason to say, "Well, I can just continually have sex with her, but I'm not committing to her because she this. She so. <clears throat> make sure you get somebody that is emotionally sound and right in their head." I said to him clearly, I'm unable to sign up for, for challenging. I'm a peaceful woman that has shit to do. So I refuse to sit around and clown with you or play silly games. But I can tell you this. I will probably be your biggest challenge as you are mine. We can't be the same old, I'm going to say Jean-Luc and Jaja that we've been in previous relationships. God says that's no longer good enough. So ladies and gentlemen. Because <clears throat> I'm quite sure some gentlemen will probably be listening too. You have to get rid of the old you. All that bad shit about you that was in the past that has not served you any purpose. Okay, if you are, just say you was a liar, you was low down, you, you was promiscuous, you was hateful, you was whatever, whatever. I want you to add up how many dollars it has made you or how beneficial it has been to you. And if it's zero or nothing, that's something that you need to kill and get rid of. Getting loud and getting loud and fighting and fussing. All that does is get your heart rate and your your blood pressure elevated. It doesn't serve you any purpose. <clears throat> we have to be the man of God and the woman of God that we have been called to be. If you all are both spiritual, you have to be actionary spiritual beings as a couple. It's easy to say, well, I'm a woman of God. But when the last time you did something godly for somebody, I'm a man of God. When have you actually exemplified godly characteristics as a man? Because if you out here, because it's, it's some of these men of God standing up in these pulpits, preaching their head off, Preaching the benches, putting people under the bleat, under the, the the pews, they preach it so good. And they out there sleeping with everybody in the congregation, making babies and low down in line and got a wife, a whole wife. So you need to make sure somebody is actually being an actionarily man of God, woman of God. So don't accept nobody just because they're religious, because that's what I did with him. Oh, he can quote, quote you a scripture backwards and forwards. But them actions don't line up. We have to be, I won't always be, it won't always be easy. We will make mistakes and we will have to have the humility and the wisdom to forgive. A lot of us are unforgiving. And I had to deal with that because of the fact that I have always been the one that was good in relationships. My friends be like, how you date somebody from 30 years ago and they still wishing you a happy birthday on Facebook and y'all still friends? Because I was always good to them. But what I learned from my very first heartbreak, I could have stopped this. <laughs> okay. I need y'all to listen to me. I could have stopped this. 
The first time a woman called and said she took my bowls out of my dresser drawer because she was in my house sleeping with him. Okay, he was supposed to be gone then. When the one woman said she had had sex in the in my car with him, he was supposed to be gone then. For when the police then knocked at the door to cart him off because somebody said he didn't got a woman pregnant in his hometown, I could have stopped it then. When a woman called me on the phone and said, oh, you must be his sister because he was lying to women so, saying he lived with his sister, that I was his sister. That he was so in love with me. And women, you need to listen to what's being said to you. Because ain't nobody so in love with their sister. Then afterwards, then when it didn't work out for her and she ends up pregnant, I get another phone call. Have you heard from him? I'm pregnant and I can't get in touch with him. I could have stopped it. Even though he was doing a lot of other things that was kind, the things that he was doing behind my back was so low down. I could have stopped it though. So I was also partially responsible for my heartbreak because I kept giving chance after chance. So ladies, also know the difference between being being protective of your mental mental state and your heart and your mind and your soul. There's a difference between that and being unforgiving. Mm-hmm. So we have to know the difference between the two. Unforgiving is is like when somebody just makes an honest mistake and you see your penis falling in somebody's vagine is not something that we even we that, that we shouldn't even be standing here long enough to have to worry about any forgiveness, because if that's your thing, if that's your if that's your breaking point, because some women don't care, they don't care if a man sleep with whoever or whatever. And some people, women who want the money that man bring, and he really could keep his sex. If that's you, then we don't have nothing to talk about. But if if you are a woman who requires a man to be sexually faithful to you. And he doesn't. Well, we don't have nothing to talk about. We're not being unforgiving. I just have to protect myself because I don't know what you're doing out there. I don't know if I'm going to have, if, if, if the next, my next gynecology visit is going to say I have HIV or gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, herpes, whatever. Because you out here in them streets. It's not that I don't want you to have fun. I just need to protect myself. So I don't think that's being unforgiving. I just think that that's being smart. So just make sure you understand what you're forgiving. We will have to love, forgive, and do things that we don't want to do. But we have to be obedient to the will of God. Now, a lot of times, too, we don't understand that in marriages. It be some days you might wake up. It was days when I was married when I just didn't even want to look at nobody. It was nothing against him. 
I was just like, I just wish you had your own house because I just want to spend the whole day here without you. If you that person, you need to, you need to express stuff in the beginning. Is it okay? Do you understand that a marriage, a union, you can design it the way you want it. There's no set etched in stone. This is 2020. You can say, you know what? I need once a month where I'm going to just go to a hostel and I'm going to stay there tonight and I'm going to have a spa night and I'm going to get, I'm going to read or I'm going to do whatever it is I want. It's going to be all day my day. And he can watch all of the games. And the, But this is where we got to have the trust. That's not cold for you go sleep with somebody on my spa day. Or that's not cold for you to have some man creeping up in the hotel. Because women be creeping too. We will have to forgive. Blah, blah, blah. We already did that. It, okay. And here comes one that most women don't want. No, don't even think about. I said, it's mandated by, by God that I treat you amazing. And quiet as it's kept, you are required by God to treat me amazing too. Spiritually, emotionally, and intellectually amazing. Provisionally amazing. Protectively amazing. Did you hear me? Provisionally made amazing. Which means, as a man, he should be providing. Too many of y'all women have gotten to the point... Well, y'all want to wear the pants and y'all then took, then unscrewed that man's penis and then put it on. Now you got a whole vagina and a penis because you trying to be the man. Then you want to know why you're tired, your blood pressure high, you're sick and all of that. Because you trying to do two roles and one of the roles you wasn't even designed for. So if a man does not able to provide for you, you say that to him. Okay, baby, it looks to me like you need to take a little bit more time to stack your money up, get yourself in a good place where you're able to be able to provide. And because let me tell you something, anybody seen the Acrimony movie, she sat there and she paid, she literally Almost went to bankruptcy. Almost lost everything. Trying to support his dream. But by then she was angry. Hurt. Bitter. By the time his, his dreams actually popped off. It was like almost 20 years. Where she had given away her youth. Her look. Her everything. Believing in his dreams. So you got to make sure somebody is actualizing their dreams. And I'm not, this may be horrible, but somebody who's financing their own dreams, not nobody who needs you to finance. If they need a slight investor, 10,000 uh, 10, or whatever, or five, whatever, it depends on your money situation. Because if you got a bunch of money, 10,000 might not mean nothing. But if you got moderate with 100, whatever the case may be, but I wouldn't be throwing my money. You might as well give it to some charity where it might be able to help somebody a little bit better. <clears throat> this is why it's taking me. Okay, so I said, okay, Jean-Luc, you may not think you're ready. I get it. Basically, I knew he wasn't ready. 
I knew I wasn't ready. So I, it doesn't make sense to ask this man something that neither one of us is ready for. And I know he ain't ready. When you know something, ladies, don't put yourself in that position. Because getting myself seems like an insurmountable task. Ladies, we got to be together too. You got to be wife material if you want to be a wife or companionship material or or mate material or whatever the case may be. That requires you to work on you. This is why it has taken me so long to write these words. I was afraid that because I'm having challenges, you wouldn't receive, you wouldn't like or receive me. Today, I realize my heart of God is more than good enough, but it actually wasn't. Because even though he professed to be a man of God, he really didn't want a woman of God because he was too worried about what his friends was going to think or whatever because it was maturity. His maturation wasn't there. Back to that maturation. Just because you 30-something don't mean that your maturation is at 20. Because if you 30-something still giving a damn about what your friends going to think about who you choose, you still immature. Because I would take somebody, let me tell you something. If I got somebody that's good to me and great to me and loving and kind and respectful and provides and protective and loving and thoughtful and considerate, and somebody who has actualized a lot of his dreams and, and, and got a plan for his new ones and somebody who has a heart of charity and giving and respectful, a man who knows how to make his money, invest it and multiply it, make all the money that he circulates come back to him 10 times. You think I would give a damn if he wasn't the cutest fella in the world, what my girls would think, or if he wasn't the slimmest thing, or if he wasn't the tallest thing, or the lightest thing, or the curliest hair, or the whatever the physical attributes that'll have your girlfriends or your, your guy friends talking about, oh, why you pick him? Because let me tell you something, somebody, is that, somebody has been talked out of a good man because, or a good woman. Because somebody has said, oh, well, look at how they look. Oh, he ain't cute. Or he, da-da-da-da. And then you done set up in there and let a fool get in your ear. And you done missed a whole good person. Because somebody said they wasn't cute. Come on now. I'm talking to somebody. And then I said, today I realize my heart of God is more than good enough. In addition, what I do know is we are not designed to do this life alone. Did I, did this, did, hello to the people in the back. Come on now. We were meant to be together. I know COVID-19 and uh, um, Corona, whatever you want to call it, a pandemic or whatever, and six feet of distance or whatever, whatever. That's why they're saying that we have so many um cases where the even the the teledoc and the the psychology and the psychiatrists and all of them they working overtime right now because we weren't designed for social distance we were designed to be together a man and a woman our hearts were designed to be together we, we our your, your friends your family the hugs the 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 the, the kind words 
the, the kiss on the cheek or, or whatever. We were designed to socially be together. So that's why this has been so hard. And also, ladies, I know they be having y'all singing, you know, what's the name? Got y'all singing all that to the left, to the left, or whatever, whatever. But you see, she ain't up there by herself. She over there with her husband and her kids. So don't be listening to them stupid anthem songs because we're supposed to be together. It's nothing wrong with wanting to be with somebody. It's nothing wrong with wanting companionship. It's nothing wrong with wanting love. You just have to seek pure love. That love that has good intentions behind it. Because that's the problem. A lot of these intentions are so impure. So I said most men in history had great women. Open your eyes. God has given you a great woman. But until he was mature, he's not going he couldn't see me. I literally was invisible. Because he was looking for something. Also, too, we have to look at the fact that television and videos and movies and stuff shape what our preferences are. And a lot of times, you know, I told him flat out, I, I you know, I'm, he didn't look like what I customarily, customarily went for in a man. I didn't look like what he customarily went for in a woman. But I'm just mature enough to know that I don't give a damn about no exterior because the interior is what's most important to me. I said our blessings may not always look or sound or be what we had imagined. I promise not to allow your flaws to overshadow your goodness. And I ask that you do the same. Jean-Luc, life is not problemless. I can't go another day without letting you know that I am your gift from God. Please open me. See, I shouldn't have to tell you to open a gift. Because you're so used to nonsense, you can't even see a gift that God gave you right in front of your face. And you don't want to embrace it. So ladies, when the love letter is returned, you you eliminate yourself from their life. You wish them God speak. I've been patiently waiting to open my gift of you for almost two years. But I had so many other things going on. I can't say I was it was a waste of time because I was working on me. So those that was so it was fine. Can we go on dates while we're getting our finances together? Because I wanted my finances to be together and he needed to get his together. And I know I'm cool with, you know, I'm cool with non-traditional days, i.e. walks in the park, phone dates, intellectual exchange dates. I didn't travel the whole country and, and outside of the country. So trying to get somebody to spend three and four hundred dollars and two hundred dollars on a dinner. I don't care about that. I want to know who you are. And that's that. So we're getting up to the, um, we're getting close to it in. So then basically I was, let me just read the rest of it. <clears throat> um, cause I'm still wait. Okay. May I be your amazing before you ha- answer. I humbly ask that you get on your knees and ask God 
why I was given to you. You may share this with another man of God that you spiritually respect. Yes, I was brought to you to be your friend because we have to have a strong foundation. But that's not why I'm here. A house is nothing without a strong foundation. So please ask God for clarity when it comes to me. Please be patient and not worldly. Please be obedient and not worldly. That's one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn in this journey called you. You see, it took me a long time to get the courage to tell you how I feel because you were different. So I had to do things differently. You deserve the best of me. My heart is the best it's ever been. You Will, will you please accept the, this gift from me, from my heart to yours? Jaja. All right. So that was the end of that letter. So I just want to say these are the things that we have to think about in love letter return the sender. Sometimes we have to take a hard look, not at just them, but at ourselves and what we're trying to give. So I hope this has helped someone who is because this is because somebody is in a relationship by themselves. This can also apply to that too, where you're loving somebody and they're not loving you back the way you deserve. So I hope this has been a help to somebody. Alrighty, so let me just close this one out, and um, I think I need to try to follow up with a oh that's petty because. Or I may do a um, Dear Jaja. Not for sure. But um, just stay tuned. Take care. Have a great one. Hi, welcome back. We'll go with the segment Dear Jaja. You guys, if you like to send me um, something, any letters or anything, you can send it to the cute girls club at gmail.com. I will definitely make sure you remain anonymous, but I'll read your letter. And I'll give you my thoughts. Um, some of it may be silly. Some of it may just be straight talk. So, check this one out. Okay, so this one is Dear Jaja. And the title is My Husband Slept With My Cousin. See, we already coming off to a bad start. Because <clears throat> I'm glad I ain't got no cousins that's like that that I know of. Because that is not okay. Dear Jaja, my husband and I have been married for eight years. We have a beautiful five-year-old daughter. We met in college. We both are partners at our law firm. We live in a beautiful home. and We're in love. At least I thought we were. My, husband felt, my, my cousin fell on hard times with the job market being so competitive in Atlanta. I understood that being a new, I, I understand that getting a new job may take some time considering we're in this world pan pandemic I, y'all the word pandemic be trying to give me the blues about three weeks ago i noticed my husband and my cousin often were up t upstairs talking and laughing until the wee hours of the morning i couldn't take it anymore because i have to be out of the house by six to get to my office by get to my office on time 
girl, why you still having to work in the office? Your work, your job need to get some virtual stuff. Okay, we can't be judging because some jobs are open. So I walked downstairs and my cousin, I walked down, so I walked downstairs and my life was destroyed. He had my cousin bent over the back of the so of the couch. I screamed to the top of my lungs. I was shocked, hurt, and disgusted. I didn't know my cousin was gay, and I damn sure didn't know my husband. Girl, girl, girl. I thought your husband, I thought your cousin was a girl. See, y'all play too much out here in these streets. Y'all play too much. She said, I damn sure didn't know my husband was gay. My husband husband has been calling, texting, and sending flowers to my job. I'm I'm so sorry. It was an accident. It was a mistake. Come on now. See, she trying to say. Y'all know I'm too special for this kind of damn letter. He claims it only happened once. First of all, I need to get back to the I'm sorry, baby. Because, you know, I'm cool with the fact that that I'm sorry because, you know, they're going to say they're sorry. I'm sorry because that's, that's, that's the standard lie. But it was an accident. You No man accidentally sleeps with another man. You have to build up to that. I ain't going to... You, that's not something that you just accidentally do unless you was drunk or high but you at the house come on now he claimed it only happens once once no you was caught once see a lot of times too women we got to pay attention it only happened once no you was only caught once don't go for that. Don't fall for that banana. And it's, well, he got the banana in his tailpipe. But anyway, he wants to go to counseling. He says he doesn't want to lose our family. Well, he should have thought about that before he was over there bending cousins over couches. Is that a, is that a fun now? Is that a um? Is that a non-private cousins over couches? Please pray for me. He claimed it only happens once. He wants us to go to counselor. What can a counselor do with that, y'all? Somebody tell me who, please send me a letter. Please send me an inbox or something. Because I want to know, what can you say in counseling that will let you get past your husband sleeping with your male cousin? I want to know. I really want to know that one bad. Because I'm not made like that. Well, you can't even sleep with my female cousin and I deal with you. So you want to go all the way to male cousin? Oh, okay. I would have had me and my baby. We would have been up out of the whole city. I would have uprooted and left completely. To be honest, if I could forgive my husband. To be honest, if I could forgive my husband. I just can't get that image of them screwing. Oh, shit. She that's an old school. They must got some age on them. Out of my head. Zsa, Zsa we have our daughter, and he's a great father. 
And I don't want to hurt my daughter because she's a daddy's little girl. But I don't know if I can stay for my child's sake. Please stop. Wait a minute. Please stop doing that. Children are resilient. As long as you keep giving them love and feeding them good, teaching them stuff, taking them places, spending time with them, you may have to overcompensate a little bit because daddy did a trash move. But do not stay with no man because of no children. Because children will grow up and they're going to live their life. They're going to leave your house and you will be sitting there then spent 20 years trying to be with some fool for the sake of some kids. And now you got to think about it. Okay, if you if you 30 and this child 5, so you got to wait 13 years. So now you 43. Now you a woman of a certain age out here in the dating room pool trying to wear a little skirt out in the club and come to pee with some little girls with everything perky. No. Don't be standing there well for no sake of no kids. Is it a such a thing as one time gay? Girl, no, now get the help. Okay. <sighs> Y'all, I'm sorry I had to breathe that one out. See, people be trying it because they know I'm too silly for this here. Is it a such thing as a one time gay? Hell no. And I, I and somebody and, and please tell me because see I haven't never dibble dabbled into that. Cause I just don't even like women like that. Hell, I be struggling on the conversation, so we ain't got to pull no panties down to know this is not going to be a good fit. However, for the people who have dabbled in it one time and found out that that was not something they wanted to do, uh, I would love to hear from you. Because from my perspective, ain't no one-time gay. How do I tell my daddy, how do I tell my daughter, excuse me, how do I tell my daughter her daddy had to leave because daddy is gay? Well, first of all, you don't include no child in no adult nothing. Now, I don't agree with that at all. Just say that you all, that, you know, you all have a difference and that, you know, y'all can't stay in the same house. You know, it's going to have to, we're going to have to have a different way. Daddy still loves you. I, mom still loves you, but we're going to have to parent you from different homes now. It's going to hurt, but it, but hell, talk about your daddy gay is devastating. So don't, don't, don't put, don't, I don't believe in putting adult situations in children's lives because children be worrying and they don't even know how to control those emotions. So don't put worry on children. So I don't agree with that. Don't tell that baby her daddy gay. Then she's going to say, Ja, should I stay or leave? Sign confused. Child, you ain't confused. And listen here. I can't tell nobody to stay or leave. Look at you. Listen, Miss Siri. No, 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 no. I can't tell nobody to stay or leave a situation because my breaking point may be different than the lady next door, down the street, around the corner. All I can say is this is not ideal. I don't see where to be healthy. Some women are 
married to gay men to a or or, or as they say sexually fluid man. But everybody has an understanding. Everybody know what's going on. Everybody's clear. Now, if you feel that you can live with that because you know what's going on, but will is he willing to say, okay, most men can't handle you saying, since you sleeping with me and me too, See, I'm too ignorant for this shit here. I don't even know why they wrote this letter to me. I'm t- I am I ain't got this for this. I don't have a whole lot for this part. I can't tell nobody to stay or leave. All I can tell you is what I would do. I would not be able to stay with no man that's gay for the sake of no kid. I, don't, I guess I don't like you. Oh, oh, Lord, shout out to my son. I love you, but I don't love kids good enough for that. Not to stay with no man that I know is sleeping with men. Because if it was on the reverse, if I was sleeping with men, most men would leave us if we were sleeping with another man. They wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a second thought. And you definitely wouldn't have to write no letter to nobody you don't know. They wouldn't write no letter. They would just, they would have left that day. Whatever they don't like, they don't tolerate it. So if you have a problem with your with your husband sleeping with men that just happen to be your cousin, this just foul. This whole situation is just foul. It's trash. I'm just so glad I don't have it. Ooh, God know who to get what, cause he knew that I was not would not be able to do good if I walked in on my husband sleeping with one of my male cousins. That just, it wouldn't go well. So, I can't tell you to stay or leave. Um, From a, on a serious note, I would say for you to sit down in the quiet with a pen and paper and gather your thoughts. The pros, the cons, the good, the bad. What you can endure, what you can't endure. Is is leaving your husband? Is it that? Is it the shame that you're gonna receive, or the backlash you're gonna receive from the people around you, or are you afraid of of people? Because first of all, if you tell one person in your family that he slept, which he gonna probably tell the cousin that he slept with, is gonna tell somebody. So you're gonna be shamed all through your family anyway that you done married the gay husband. You can marry five cousins, husbands. Somebody gonna get at the family reunion. Tell me, you remember when Chantrice, um, you know, I'm just making up names now. You remember when Chantrice was married to that gay man back in, in um, 20, 2002? They'll go back far on you, on your mistakes. Cause people, people often try to hold you in the, in the, in, in time. In that in that space from 2002, even though you are a totally different person now, 2020. So, all I can say is for you to get into a quiet space, look at everything. How is this going to impact you financially? Do you need to have a um? 
because sometimes too, but you said you were a lawyer, so you should have more than enough um cushion. And um, if your money is um jointed with him, all of it, you need to unjoint that quickly. You need to go to the bank. Um, if you listening to this, cut cut this off right now, and go to the bank. If the bank ain't open, then you need to be up and dressed, and you need to be the first customer the following morning, the, the uh, uh, day first day of business. You need to be up there front and center, getting your money and, and opening up you a different account. And if you need a time to make an exit strategy, then you need to do that. But all I can say is this, even with it all, remain calm. That's my best advice, is to remain calm. Because you can't think when you're upset or angry or in a chaotic state. And even though I know this hurts, cry it out, then go to your strategy and figure out how you're going to get you and your daughter out of this situation. Or even if you feel like you want to stay. Because I'm also kind of getting that you want to stay. The fact that you ask, should I stay or should I go? That means you are contemplating staying. And I'm not the person to ask about that. Because I don't stay with nobody that make me sick. And walking in on a man having sex with a man. That's supposed to be my husband. Makes me sick. So, I would say, um, baby, you got a tough one. So, I'm going to close this one out, and I'm going to say thank you so very much for joining me on this episode of the Cute Girls Club. This is your host, Jaja. Be well, and keep it cute. Bye.